Hi, everybody, and welcome to Family Life Canada podcast. It's Neil and Cheryl Josephson again. And, and we lead Family Life Canada because we want to bring help and hope to every marriage and every home in Canada mm-hmm. and beyond. Wherever you're listening, we're glad you came. And one of the areas that a lot of couples and a lot of families really need help with and actually need, need some hope as well is in the area of finances. Mm-hmm. And financial stress is one of the biggest contributors to conflict in marriage. Uh, Neil and I have talked to now thousands of couples. We experienced it ourselves, so we know firsthand that it can be really devastating and really discouraging for couples. And before we jump into the conversation with our guests, we're excited to introduce those to you. We just want to thank our sponsors, Faith Life Financial. They've been sponsors. They're friends of the ministry. They also care about your home, your family, that you would live in financial freedom and financial health and be free to be the, the, the family and the couple that, that God wants you to be. Cheryl and I work with them. They're good people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love the principles that they have, one of which is generosity. They, they give to community causes and member causes uh, according to Christian principles and generosity. So check out faithlifefinancial.ca if you want to learn more about them. And, and thank you, Faith Life. Mm-hmm. All right. Our guests today offer so much hope and some real practical help, uh, particularly for couples who are burdened by debt. So Marty Mm -hmm. and Chelsea Dick are friends of ours, longtime family friends. Uh, but only recently did we learn that about their financial journey when they kind of announced to some friends and family that they had become officially debt free. And so that kind of perked our ears. And we just want to say congratulations, you two. That's a major accomplishment. Big digital high five to you guys. Well done. Well done. Hey, and we, we want to learn more about uh, what you did and what you've learned and, and what you might be able to pass on. But would you just take a couple minutes and help our listeners get to know you a little bit the way we know you, uh, who you are, where you're from, what's your family like, that kind of stuff. Okay. Introduce yourself to everybody who's listening. For sure. I mean, we've technically known you guys for a long time. Marty and I would even say like the examples you have been like for us 20 years ago we met at a bible school and neil was our professor what's funny is you say family (laughs) friends and i was always intimidated to like walk by your office because it was me (laughs) the earrings and like the the cool tried to be too cool guy (laughs) so following in my big brother's footsteps and here we are now we're family friends i would have never thought it's great i love it (laughs) we (laughs) are friends <laughs> but yeah, we've been married 19 years. We live in Minnesota, but Marty will very clearly tell you he's Canadian. And um, we have two boys, ages six and nine. Um, you want to say what uh, you do? Yeah, I I started um I started in I started teaching actually about gosh it's been. I don't even know, 12 years ago, something like that. And I, uh, I quit. I, I did uh, construction trades, teaching, framing houses, that kind of stuff for emotional behavior disorder students. And it turned into doing my own uh, kind of woodworking, interior woodworking, that kind of thing. Um, and it just kind of ballooned into this whole deal. And I've been on my own for, gosh, eight years, yeah. something like that. Um and yeah, so own business, uh, the freedom it gives is really nice. Uh, we'll get into it a little bit with our story uh, about financial mm-hmm. stuff. But uh, yeah, I've been doing that for about eight, eight-ish years or so on my own. And it's been 
It's been great. I always, Shels is always, I always say I'll go back to teaching if it falls through. And Shels is like, well, as soon as you have a boss that tells you you can't do something, you'll quit on the spot. And I'm like, well, that's probably true. <laughs> so it does, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do, but so far we're not worried about that. Uh, and I do. Um, and Chelsea, you're in healthcare. Yeah, I do anesthesia at a local hospital in our city. And then um, also in the town I grew up in, have my own anesthesia business working with um, my dad, an optometrist and a surgeon and ophthalmologist. And it's been awesome. Cool. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Life is full. Yes, a very full life. It is. Hey, so tell us about this financial journey. Um, what, what, triggered, what triggered it for you? Yeah, so at, at Christmas, um, we were all sitting around at Christmas and my parents had this gift for us. And we, all three of us girls, my sisters and their um, husband, and then Marty and I opened this and it was Financial Peace University by Dave Ramsey. And we're like, what in the world? Like, Thanks a lot. This, to us, we're like, this is not a Christmas gift. We're not interested. And um, it was January of 2020. And so I had graduated anesthesia school about two years before. And, um, you know, we were drowning in debt, but probably didn't realize we were drowning in debt because we could afford the monthly payment. And um, yeah, so that's how it started. It got, it came as a gift and we're like, okay, well, we should was, at least try. Yeah. It was interesting to find out why. I mean, the, the why behind the gift was, you know, some financial struggles that Chelsea's parents had had over the years that, that none of the girls and I've been in, in the family for 20 ish years that we didn't really know about and whatever. And it wasn't anything like drastic, but it made us really realize, okay, you know, there is, we do need to get a handle on this because they're saying the same thing. You know, I wish we would have had this when we were your age and whatnot. <laughs> so the, the resource kind of kicked us in the pants a little bit uh, and made us kind of it made us like look at our where every, everything's going and we might get into that a little bit more later. But, you know, when you mm -hmm. break down how much is coming out a month and where it's going, it's $7 for Netflix. It's $6 here. And that all adds up to quite a big amount mm -hmm. <laughs> in, mm -hmm. in the grand scheme. Of things. So. So what did what did you start doing? Tell us about some of the things that you actually started started to do. Uh, the programs, like it, it starts off really, they call it these baby steps or whatever. And, and the program starts by kind of listing all you have, listing all your debt, which is really annoying because like I said, it's all that little tiny stuff where your six bucks is going and uh, you have to break all that down. So you realize, okay, not only how much is going out every month, you realize, you know, how, uh, where it's all going. And it's interesting to find out because there's money that you find that you didn't even really know you had in a sense, or you had, you didn't know it was still going out. You have all these little mm -hmm. things. Um, well, and, and just the obvious graduating anesthesia school, we had 140 some thousand dollars in student loans and the payment each month was about the price of our mortgage. And I, we just assumed we will have this debt until we're probably dead. Right. And so <laughs> for us, we're like, okay, this does need to go somewhere and we need to start making payments on this versus the minimum payment when we're starting to think of our future and our boys' future. And so I guess that's how we started was a budget. Like where does our money actually go? Okay. And facing the reality of yeah. we have a lot of debt. And the other thing I picked up in what you're just saying is where do even the smaller bits or what we might call the smaller bits go? Because mm -hmm. I kind of go, oh, I know where the mortgage goes. I mean, that's this 
this lump right. that, you know, lot, lots and lots of people have mortgage. And the student loan. Okay, that's another big lump, but mm -hmm. how about this other stuff, huh? Right, mm -hmm. right, right. And it's funny, like, it's all, you know, you look at, you look at anything nowadays and you can pay off a t-shirt, you know what I mean? It's, you know, with <laughs> monthly payments, literally everything. So, and I'll admit that I'm a sucker, not for the monthly payments, but I'm a sucker for the Facebook. <laughs> Shells always gets mad because I'm a sucker for those Facebook ads and stuff like that. I'm like, I can give that a shot. We'll just have a look. And it usually works <laughs> out. So then I do it again. So I'm their, I'm their like best person for those things. I'm too, too <laughs> and Amazon. Yeah. All those little things that you spend money on that you don't realize, you know, for whether it's clothes or eating out was a big one for us. So when we put that on a sure. budget and said, when that budget's done, we're not going out to eat. We're like, oh, this really sucks right now. <laughs> but it was keeping the the end goal of why it was going to pay off. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. yep. and, and I want to jump in there if I can. So uh, you're going to take us on this journey from, you know, this, you used the number $140,000 student debt and, and there were other things to now where you're debt free. So fantastic. Um, but I got to believe along the way, that the two of you weren't always on the same page. And, and uh, this is what we run into a lot when we talk to couples. So that, you know, if you ask them, would you like to be financially healthy? The, both parties would say, oh yeah, for sure. You know, would you like to have less debt or no debt? Oh yes, for sure. But how you get there, they could see it really differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So did talk to, how did you navigate that? You must've been on different pages sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I'm a bigger spender than Shels is, even though she is probably as well. But I, I, I definitely needed the accountability for the small, those small things. Cause I'm just a sucker for whatever reason. Um, one thing that we did, uh, we definitely, we told people, we told a lot of friends, like, this is what we're doing. You know, we're okay. going to, we're going to, with our goal. This is our end goal. We had an end goal in mind uh, for, I think it was for a year. And then with mm -hmm. the pandemic and whatnot, it, it did get extended a little bit. Um, but for the most part, we, we said, you know, we're going to be, we're, we're, we're going to get everything knocked down except our mortgage. We still have a mortgage, but everything knocked down uh, by, you know, that would have been January of 2020, I guess. No, January of 2021. 20, Where are we? 2020. Yeah. Where are we? Anyway. Yeah. So um, we, we definitely started on the same page, but it was easy to split. And that's yeah. where our, our budget and like, we both agreed, this is not going to be fun, but we're going to be in it for one year and see where we're at. So it was one? Marty walking into the van store and I was like, your clothing budget is met and you cannot buy anything. <laughs> and accountability is always fun until yeah. it happens. And then he's like, <laughs> that's always a good idea. <laughs> so we, we definitely started on the same page, but it was definitely literally daily accountability of like, nope, we can't do that. And when, it was keeping in mind our, yeah. our end goal. One thing, sure. one thing that was that huge that, that I, I think a lot of people don't realize is that the, the program that we went through, it was, it was all about, they started with your budget. So you, you took probably two to three months uh, just figuring out where your money goes, how much you spend on groceries, how much you spend on fuel and car repair, like all that kind of stuff, day-to-day -day stuff. And we've never done that. We were always just like, oh, there's enough money in the account for this. We're fine, you know? And and that I think that's a lot of the mentality that a lot of people have. Uh, so anyway, I, what helped me figure it out was that it wasn't that I couldn't get these things. It wasn't that I couldn't travel or anything like that. It was just 
figure it into a budget because we yeah. still had fun. We didn't cut, you know, a com- we didn't have like this most boring year of our lives. It was <laughs> it was just budgeted. So we just learned how to manage that part a lot better, you know, and it was mm-hmm. being cheap. Or I guess is maybe the word it was, you know, oh, I was going to go get my hair done. Speaking of vans yeah. and, and it was like 200 and some dollars. <laughs> and I came home, ended up coming home with a box of hair dye. I'm like, $3. I can manage this. Which really should be ongoing, I think, <laughs> but that's fine. But we also <laughs> agreed. One thing that we agreed to do was we're, we're in jobs where we can pick up shifts. And that was actually different when COVID hit three months after we started this journey. Right. But we agreed Marty was going to take on projects he didn't want to do. I was going to pick up shifts and we were going to kind of double down for that for that one year and just put ourselves in a better position. But three months after we started, COVID hit and wow. my field of healthcare, where you think I would just be in demand had shut down. So I went from working four days, four or five days a week to one day a week. Wow. And then Marty's woodworking business, we thought no one in their right mind with COVID should be doing home projects. And that's exactly <laughs> what it flipped, where Marty's business really got very busy and mine had kind of shut down. Wow. Okay. So I want to circle back on, on uh, we want to find out more about exactly what you did, but I want to circle back to the, that you told friends about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's so interesting because Neil and I got ourselves into some pretty financial, some pretty big financial trouble early in our marriage. And we told nobody, we kept it entirely mm-hmm. to ourselves. We were so ashamed of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, looking back, it was nothing more than, than what most couples go through. We just spent more than we had and accumulated some debt, uh, but we told nobody about it. And so we, and we, we got no help. And so we just kind of, we're stuck in it and mired in it for quite a long time. And the more we talk to couples, the more we realize that's more a common story that people keep it to themselves Mm -hmm. and kind of soldier on quietly. And it goes on forever. It seems, whereas you guys, so tell us about that process of inviting people in. How did people respond to you? I, it kind of, what's funny is it kind of turned into a little bit of a joke because we would go out with friends and it would be like, ooh, is that Dave Ramsey approved? Like that kind of, you know, <laughs> oh, you're going for drinks. Oh, is that Dave Ramsey approved? So it kind of turned into this like small group j- joke. Right, right. Between between like our close friends, it was always like, ooh. So I mean But I think we did realize that once we opened up and for us it was student loans, but it's also little things of, you know, your credit card and stuff like that. I think we realized wow, we're not the only ones that are like surviving with monthly payments. And part of the freedom was hearing that, you know, some people's reactions are like, oh, $140,000. Like that's a lot. And then you get almost embarrassed, but it was opening up and realizing probably 90% were in our boat of Mm -hmm. they're making monthly payments on something that maybe they could have, should have paid with cash. And Mm -hmm. so that actually felt freeing to know that we were not the only couple in that, that didn't have our financial world together. Yeah. I bet it opened up some conversations, whether they did that in front of you or privately at home. Mm -hmm. I'm sure, you know, uh, and for those people listening, um, don't feel alone in this, Yeah. right? Like your neighbors, your, your, your small group pals, your colleagues at work, we're all struggling with this at some level, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Invite some trusted friends into it. Yeah. 
So what yeah. what kept you going, you guys? What what was there sort of a picture you had, or I mean, you said you had a financial goal, but did you mm-hmm. have some sort of kind of bigger picture thing that you were working towards? I, I don't know if a bigger picture necessarily. I, I think to me is, uh, especially when we had kids, you know, your years go so fast. And and I kept telling myself, like, if, if we stick to this for a year, I feel like it was a year ago last week, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. You know, I, I so I, I think that it's like, okay, we can do this. And then, like I said, I, I think my in my mind, it's like, this is going to go fast because we're going to look back on this year and it would, it, it'll be a blur because it, it just, life just cruises these days. And so I, I, that, that's one thing that helped me realize yeah. that, okay, I can do, I've, I've lived 38 years. I can do one year of living on a tight budget, being smart, okay. all that. So hmm. I think too, like the progress, we celebrated little progress. Mm-hmm. So when we'd, you know, make, payments towards that student loan, we would just celebrate in little ways, just knowing that we are getting somewhere and had this year gone by regardless, we'd still be in our same boat. And we broke it down to monthly. Mm -hmm. Uh, We broke everything down. And, and which, I mean, a month, let alone a year goes by so fast. So it's like, okay, if I can do this for four weeks or so, uh, you know, and then it just rolls over to the next month. It just felt way more doable when you had those small, goals. Mm-hmm. And another That's good advice. Was we set up things to follow, like social media is a huge influence. Mm-hmm. And so we set up to follow people that had money principles that were getting debt free. And so we'd celebrate with all these couples. Oh, like the last year they paid off 20,000 or the last year this. And so celebrating with them and seeing like, okay, I can start to picture us celebrating like this. And mm-hmm. so that kind of kept us going on the daily of you know, even if it was smart money principles and following some different financial companies or financial Hmm. advisors or things like that, Hmm. that was a big one for me because I could start to picture ourselves there. Whereas starting Hmm. out and having that big number, I couldn't quite picture that yet. Yeah. Yeah, That sounds some great principles there, you know, have the year goal, but break it monthly. I love what you just said about instead of following people like, Oh, I don't know, the rich famous who are having luxury vacations, who do you follow on social media? And you chose to follow uh, couples who were tackling some of the same things and yeah. maybe uh, getting some victory or help or hope. So good to put your mind on those kinds of examples. Mm-hmm. Hey, right. you know, um, Family Life Canada, where we teach Christian principles, uh, our faith is the heart of our marriage, and but lots of people who uh, listen to our podcasts, you know, are at all kinds of stages spiritually, and we welcome all of that. But I'm uh, just going to invite you two to talk about what's what was spiritual about this journey? What role did uh, your spiritual strength or relationship or faith play in this whole thing? Because sometimes money gets over-spiritualized, right? Just pray and God will yeah. provide, or <laughs> I don't know. So, so talk about how it worked for you. I can, I can start yeah, on that because I'll say two things like yeah. with, with COVID shutting my work down, it was a huge trust issue with me of God mm. has always, and I think looking at the past has always helped me, but God has always taken care of me. And so now going from 75% of my work is entirely shut down and I have no income to fall back on. It was really putting that trust that I know and I've talked about 
to a position where I have no other option but to trust that that is going to be the case. So that was a huge learning curve. I'll, I'll also say our, our tithing, I think throughout our journey of getting some financial freedom, our church probably thought we were nuts because I would go on the, the website on our tithing and I would like cancel it. And I'd be like, I could spend this money better elsewhere, paying off our debt or going to do the things we actually want to do. And then I'd be like, that's not right. So I'd restart it the next day. And then I'd cancel it. <laughs> times throughout this journey, I canceled our tithing and I would, and then started it like that night or the next day or a week later. And well, it would be like, uh, we'll do it when we're, when we're out of debt. Like we'll, yes. we'll sure. take it back up. Yeah. God, we promise, we promise. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, one, I could spend the, the money better. But two, it was putting, you know, like I know tithing in my heart and from, well, sorry, in my heart, yes. And from what I've learned biblically, that it's right and it's good. And I actually love the local church and think they're the hope of the world. So for me, it was something I knew in my heart, but my head was like, that's like mm. some money you could spend elsewhere or you mm. could even put towards your debt. Mm. Like I'm sure God would love that your debt's gone. And so it was a way yeah. that I rationalized. But for me, that was a big spiritual component of yeah. allowing God to use our money versus me controlling where it goes. One thing cool yeah. too is the, the program that we went through, uh, it was, I mean, I'll be honest, we didn't follow it to an act, to an actual T. It was more we made just plenty like, of mistakes. We made, throughout. Oh, for sure. And, and you kind of, I mean, you, you know, my gosh, plenty of mistakes, <laughs> but, uh, one thing that they do, right. Kind of your last step is, you know, do this all so you can give, so you can give that money that, that you would want to, or whatever. So it's cool. It's cool. They're not, I mean, you know, don't cancel your tithe or anything, but at the same <laughs> time, it's like what you can do at the end of this, like what you can yeah. give when you have, you know, the money that you were spending yeah. on all this stuff, monthly payments, all that. So it, it kind of kept us going at the same time. Like imagine what we could do, uh, yeah. you know, to help others, to help the church, to help, you know, some sort of organization, whatever it was. So yeah. there was a little bit of a drive I, there. Too. I want to just jump in here and say, boy, that's so much a big part of our story too, you guys. When we were financially challenged, we did pull back on our tithe. And, and again, with the mm-hmm. idea that mm-hmm. we'll take care of it mm-hmm. when we get when mm-hmm. we get our finances in order. Then and we'll be generous. Then we'll be generous. <laughs> and really, right. we just yeah. felt at some point convicted about that yeah. and felt like, no, we really need to start yeah. being faithful. And what a dramatic change in our financial situation. I, I mean, everybody has to make decisions themselves according to where they are in their faith journey mm-hmm. and, and how they feel before God. But boy, we knew that it was right for us. And once we started faithfully tithing, we have never been in want. I, mm-hmm. I need to just tell everybody that it was, a. I mean, I, I, I say this, it sounds kind of trite, but it's, it mm-hmm. was kind of magical really mm-hmm. yeah. how when you, when you do what you is right and what God's asking you to do, the, the blessing that comes. Mm. And then there is a real blessing in being able to give. And I love that we're in that season of life where we can be generous to other people and other ministries and other, other good things. So good on you. That's so true. I want to ask you, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was saying your magical word. There's not a great word for it. The word I had written down was like miracle or supernatural. There's something about tithing 
that yeah. puts things in line yeah. and your heart and your head match. And yeah, it's exactly it. Mm-hmm. Financial people will talk about the magic of compound interest or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I've even heard that phrase from financial people and, and so be it. But there's the magic mm-hmm. of multiplying what we have by giving it away. Yes. Um, yeah, you sure. know, giving it away, not willy nilly, but to honor God and God's right. purposes mm-hmm. in the world. Right. Um, very cool. It's awesome. So here's a question. How involved did, were the kids in this process? Was this a family? They're, they're pretty young now. They're pretty young, but <laughs> did you talk to them about it? Yeah. You know, we did try to involve them. And the main lesson I feel like they got out of it. So we do for the boys, and, and it's not flawless, but we do give, save, and spend jars. Well, first of all, before you get into that, one of the things that uh, Dave Ramsey says is go around your house and see what you could sell. So <laughs> like, what's the first thing to go The the boys, we have two little boys and all the stuff that they don't use or have grown out of. So then it turns into, you're getting rid of my bike. And I'm like, you're seven feet taller than this bike. You will never ride this thing again. And they get all mad. And it's like, no, we're getting rid of this thing. Even if it's just 20 bucks, it's still 20 bucks. So yeah. I don't know if that, you know, that might they were maybe the greatest, afraid where yeah. this stuff was going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we did the jars. We did these, uh, you can tell more about it because you kind of handled that one better than I did. But um, I think we just wanted to start, them. yeah, from a young age of, of this is what we, you know, bring to church. This is what we give to God. This is what is maybe a good idea to start saving for something bigger that they want and then to spend. And literally they'd get their allowance and they'd go spend it. But it was just teaching them, if you don't have money in that jar, you can't spend it. And I think even as adults, goodness, like in our 30s, we would spend money we didn't Mm. have to spend. So that principle of teaching them from a basic age where they can see their money in a jar. Mm. If there's no money in here, you're not borrowing from mom and dad. You're not going to borrow, you know, or for us, we're not going to borrow from a bank. This, you don't have the money for that. And so I think that was like the biggest thing for us that we're like, okay, the boys need to learn this regardless of how old they are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. That's such a great family principle too. So we're running out of time. So we want to make sure we, we get to this piece. What from your journey would you say would be really helpful to other people to know some of your best practices, some of the advice you might give to couples who are starting either starting their marriage or starting their journey towards financial health. Um, and then maybe some words for people who are feeling really financially burdened. So floor is open. What, what would you say that would be helpful to others? One of the biggest things for me was, uh, was, uh, start, start small. It, part of it was, you know, he said, take your smallest debt and, and knock that one out first. And a lot of people would be like, well, that doesn't make sense. You should take your biggest because then you're whatever. And his theory yeah. yeah. You, you do the small because it's a victory and you can get to a, to a victory sooner that way than you could if you took your big, your big debt. And then you take, take what you owed on the little debt, whether, you know, credit card, whatever it was, and roll that into the next one, your next biggest debt. So one thing that I, I liked is that it, it, we did, we mentioned the monthly goals and stuff, but that, that also helped knowing like, Oh man, we paid X amount down and that feels pretty good. We're done with that. We're do, you know, you're cutting up the credit card, you're hmm. whatever the bank, whatever it takes. And there's those small victories 
all those little small victories all will add up to the biggest one of all when you're done the whole thing. So, yeah, Mm. I think for me, for me, the biggest thing and, and what I would tell people is there's so much help, whether it's reaching out and telling a friend or a small group or someone you trust, you'll realize that people are in that same boat, but then you'll also realize there's so many companies, places, books that can help you get out or feel some freedom with, with money. And that was huge for me that one, we weren't alone, but two, we don't have to live like this forever. And I guess Mm -hmm. the other thing, the Mm -hmm. other thing too, was Marty and I had to set our, how our hard boundary of, okay, so now we don't want to go back into debt because it's just as easy today as it was, you know, five years ago when we got into debt. So I think it was setting our hard boundary. We both drive cars with 250,000 miles right now, and we're saving up to pay for a car versus taking out a loan or versus leasing. And so it was, I don't care what our friends or family are doing. This is how how we want to live. And so I think it's drawing a little bit of a line and now that we've had those little victories of paying off, we realize, oh, it's actually feasible to do that. And so I, mm-hmm. I think it, for us, it was how do we want to do money in our marriage? And it was maybe drawing some some lines that were important for us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you have your choices on what you like, what you want to spend money on and what you don't necessarily need. One thing that was huge for me was was I I, I very much figured out that a lot of my needs were very much wants mm-hmm. and it's, mm-hmm. it, it's amazing if you get that mindset uh it's amazing what you <laughs> what you can live off of and what you can afford and not yeah. afford it it's very you know we have everything that we need and basically everything from here on out is kind of a want and so you if you change that mindset mm-hmm. uh it it makes it I don't know if it makes it easier necessarily, but it's definitely, it makes you think at least. And as soon as you start thinking about it, that's when, that's when it all triggers. So you realize how much you have to be ready. That's a great word. Yeah. What we uh, be grateful Mm -hmm. and, and recognize that for many of us, I want to acknowledge that there's maybe even some people listening who really, I mean, you, you have super difficult Mm -hmm. financial uh, situations. But um, mm-hmm. and you don't have all your needs. Yeah, you don't have all your needs. So, um, I I want to ask you: Did you ever do the old the credit card in the freezer thing? <laughs> <laughs> no. no, and and you know the whole cutting it up. You know what we she's talk- talking about? Yes, because <laughs> then it, you put it in ice, right? Or you make it in ice. Yeah. yeah, and you can't spend mm-hmm. it. So or- you could take it out and use it, but you'd have to plan ahead. And, right. uh, <laughs> so we took I think the principle was wallet. more valuable when we didn't have uh, microwaves because, you know, you can get it <laughs> melted pretty fast in a microwave. So. <laughs> uh, um, uh, just a couple more questions, you guys. Did you... Were, were, I know you use financial peaks, but were there other resources that were helpful that you should pass on? I think it was finding people on social media. I even remember Googling like, you know, even Instagram and financial things. You would start searching that and there was tons of encouragement or tips or um, things like that that I just started following to get in like my daily feed or daily mind. Yeah. 
That's but I think that was kind of the main, the main thing. And like I say, we kind of came mm-hmm. up with our own way of, you know, uh, doing our own thing in a sense. We didn't follow it necessarily to a T all the way through, uh, but it definitely triggered everything uh, for us. And then the big, you know, figuring out your budget. We also, you know, we, we kind of, because we didn't know where our money was going, we didn't really know what our future was. So we hired, uh, he's a good friend of ours, but for financial, uh, retirement, all that kind of stuff, financial advisor, that's what I'm looking for. And, you know, that also helps like a trusted person, uh, knowing where, where, not only where your money's going, but that you're going to be okay for the future, uh, at the same time. So, that that was helpful as well. And that's what Yeah, that's a great suggestion. And that's what Faith Life Financial does for us. It it mm-hmm. kind of helps us with a plan, sure. keeping things on track and yep. getting where we want to go. I have a lot like, one I was gonna say, and like most experts, they know stuff you don't know. Right. And so right. they start asking us questions and then they go, Oh, have you thought about this? Did you know that right. you could do that? It's like I had no idea. Yeah, you know, right. it's like ask the experts. Ask somebody right. who's smarter. And I remember sitting yes. down with him for the first time and he's saying words in like Hebrew. I had no idea. And I'm like, I remember asking him, am I supposed to know what you're talking about? And he's like, no, no, no. That's why I'm paid. <laughs> that's why know. I'm here. I just, I'm just going to yeah. tell it to you because that's just what I'm reading, that kind of thing. So it's, it's yeah. you know, yeah. nice to have one of those guys. The other thing is too, we never hired yeah. an accountant. We always did our own taxes. And uh, mm-hmm. there was one year where it kind of screwed us a little bit. And we were like, we were just kind of too cheap. We were just like, ah, it's too easy to do it online. And the now we hired an accountant for both businesses, all that, our personal everything. And it's just like, why weren't we paying you like a million dollars before? It's so nice. <laughs> it's worth, it was for us, it's definitely worth that money to hire somebody who knows what they're doing in the long run. So sure. Yeah. 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 Hey, last question to you guys. How has this been for your marriage? this journey? Oh, we go ahead. Oh, I was going to (laughs) say, we compared it to like when you're in it, you know, I've heard, I've heard images or symbols in the past of, for us, it was like climbing a mountain and it wasn't super fun. And there was times where it, you know, it, it kind of sucked, but it, now I feel like that we have that freedom. It feels like now we can enjoy the view. So there's so many things that are hard in marriage, but then you realize Okay, now we can reap the benefit of this and enjoy the work that we've put in. So it has helped our marriage tremendously, even just getting to know each other and, and how we spend and our natural, you know, tendencies. So it's been like climbing a mountain, but now I feel like we've reaped the benefit of that difficult season. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I have no piggyback. That's exactly what what I would say too. Hmm. It's very it's freeing. And I think you, we, we always kind of love to the giving aspect and we, you know, take friends out for supper, that kind of thing. And, uh, I think that that was part of our marriage that we really enjoyed. We enjoyed doing that. And now it's, it's just, it's so much better <laughs> to do it when you actually feel like, like you you're allowed, it. like you're allowed to do it. Like you can. Yeah, yeah, sure. It. Sure. Yeah. I'm curious to know always, if, yeah. I was just going to say, I'm curious to know if your friends treated you while they knew you were in this journey. <laughs> they took oh. you out for dinner. <laughs> Sometimes, actually, there's times where they're like, we'll get this. I'm yeah. sure it's not Ramsey approved. So they would, it would be like, 
Yeah. Yeah. That's funny you say that. There Very was cute. a lot actually yeah. at times. So we're like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and thank you, Marty and Chelsea. It was awesome listening to your story. And just can we just say, well done. You guys didn't just wish things to be different. You took some action and we're really happy for you. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. That was, it's awesome to see you guys. And for us to put to words that that journey was, is kind of, is kind of neat. And it was really neat to hear your story. Yes. So thanks again for sharing it. Everybody who's listening, if you want to follow the resources they spoke about or get some of the help that you need to get on a healthier financial journey, check out faithlifefinancial.ca. They're helping to sponsor this podcast. All the other resources that we talked about are available through Family Life Canada. Mm -hmm. We really do want the best for you and your family. We pray for you all every day and we hope to uh, talk to you next time. Bye for now.